everyone, welcome to Rare Maven, a series where we inspire and empower millennial black women by sharing the journey of those who are thriving in entrepreneurship while being transparent enough to acknowledge their own triumphs and tribulations. I'm your host, Karima Muhammad, and I created this series not only to chat about business and entrepreneurship, but also to share tips and talk about how we can have an impact on the communities around us. This is why I consider our guest today to be a Rare Maven. Anne Maria Pia is the founder of Painted Pink, a nonprofit organization that's dedicated to educating and empowering every millennial about breast health. Anne Marie got the idea to start the organization after her own breast cancer scare and wanted to provide resources to others who have breast cancer and to spread awareness. From live events and mentors to care packages and funding, Anne Marie is passionate about what she calls purposely pink lifestyle and proactive about fitness, nutrition, and clean beauty practices to help women understand that they don't have to live in fear when it comes to understanding their breast health. Let's welcome Anne Marie. Welcome, Anne Marie. How are you today? I'm awesome. Yourself? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm just so excited for our listeners to hear all about painted pink and all that you do. It's like a lot that you do, and I feel like yeah, it's definitely needed for our generation, like <laughs> being educated and um, empowered, um, and of course enlightened too. I noticed that your work surrounds even like. I briefly spoke to you and saw, like, clean beauty um, and, you know, and just, like, the uh, outreach that you do. And I feel like your organization just blends, like, all what it is to be a rare maven um, because you're Thank you. You, you're, you are giving outside of yourselves, like, as your mission. So um, I'm definitely excited to hear all that you do and what inspires you to do it. To start us off, um I like to know where are you from and who was the first person to inspire you in entrepreneurship? So I am from Florida. I was born in Boston, raised in Florida. Mm-hmm. And I would say both of my parents inspired me. My mom is a fashion designer, and then my father, he owns his own um, eye center. Um, you know, for, like op- he's an ophthalmologist working, you know, in the back of the eye. They definitely are the first to inspire me. Nice. I wonder, yeah, I get some tips from them. <laughs> yes. So balance, that's a lot, but um, that's great to know. And, and that was great for you to see how that was, like, definitely, like, managed and to live fulfilled, too. So, um, yeah. That's great. You had both in the home. Okay. Did your father inspire you as far as, like, getting involved with, like, health and wellness? Great question. So, you know, even though he was obviously, a, in a, you know, math and science field, and actually, no. You know, I growing up, I was totally not interested in anything that had to do with health. Um, mm-hmm. I have a communications and marketing background, and so mm-hmm. I was very into the arts. Um, I, you know, I was... I did theater, um, I danced majority of my life, so I was not interested in anything at health. Um, it kind of took me to have my own, like, personal health scare for me mm-hmm. to want to get involved in a different way with uh, health. All right. Interesting. It's just, so that's interesting that it came, it came full circle, though. 
that it connects Absolutely. with your Nice. All right, so I um have a trivia question for you. Um would you rather do an actual tour for your brunches that you hold um, for breast cancer awareness? I know you have an event you do each October. So yes. would you rather have, a, say, like a national tour to pick any of your, say, top ten like major cities? Or would you rather create like an app that can be like an educational resource um, for your demographic? Wow, excellent question. I think I'll go with the, the first, uh, a national tour, mm-hmm. even though that's more, you know, it's great to be able to hold the masses with something like online where people can grab and mm-hmm. go as they need those resources because you do plant a whole mission to bridge the gap between young women of color and their physicians um, mm-hmm. to understand how their bodies work and how they can advocate for their health. However, I do think Pink Pink thrives the most in, in a personal communication. Um, there's something powerful when you're able to hear the testimonies um, from survivors when you're able to really see, feel, touch, and understand a woman that look like you, that are rooting for you, that, you know, want you to just live your best life and be help, selfish, selfishly healthy for yourself mm-hmm. and for those around you. I think having palpable practices in front of you, wherever it comes from, beauty and hair or food or, you know, just the quality of your life in any form of fashion, whether it be working out, um, you know, to even some financial choices you make to help sure that if you ever did get sick, you are financially aware, you know, with your insurance. I think a lot of that would not be tapped in on an app per se because you can mm-hmm. kind of miss it. You can hear it one day and you're going. And so mm-hmm. I feel like if we did a live tour, um, you know, you would be able to see firsthand visually how this could impact your life because we're really big on if we can call you to action from mm. the awareness of what we are providing, that's when the change really transforms. It's mm. not just put you know, presence and putting in front of you because that's just awareness. The mm. next step from awareness is action. Mm. Mm. Awesome. I like that. Yes, I'm a big proponent of um events. People just have to feel that connection. So, all right, let's get into what is Painted Pink. Painted Pink is um, dedicated to educating every millennial on breast health. Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's our overall arching mission. And our, you know, our vision is that one day all, you know, every woman of color, you know, her life will be enhanced. The quality of her life will be enhanced because she is able to make informed decisions about her health by the resources that we've provided. Okay, okay. All right. And what are, like, some of the resources you provide? So we we provide financial aid and assistance to, to women who um, may be disenfranchised or marginalized when it comes to their breast cancer treatments with mm-hmm. um, care packages that have, um, we call it the, the painted pink uh project, which mm-hmm. has all different types of items in the bag, of a high-end uh, beauty products, hair products, uh, anything to just alleviate when they are, if they have cho- chosen to do chemo to help them through that. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And then also just a financial aid and, you know, if they, if it's bigger than just getting their care package, right? If the okay. physician or nurse is asked to help. That's something we're able to, you know, put our heads together and our faces together to help, like, 
Um, and those are just a lot of one-offs as well, right? Sometimes it's just need by new basis. Okay. And then we have an entire program just for the purposely uh, pink lifestyle, which goes back to what we're saying of to enhance the quality of your life. You have to really understand how everything you do from the, you know, the hair products you use that goes into your bloodstream to the food that you eat goes into your bloodstream, the toxins, um, you know, the toxins that you may be around, even just the air quality, you know, to mm-hmm. uh, what you're putting into your body. Um, so how to just relieve stress and how to just be fully aware of the best quality of your life are all the other programs that we do. So one of them is called Purposely Beat, B-E-A-T, and that's focusing on bringing education and awareness to breast cancer. And so we teach girls and young women, hey, makeup is such a trend right now. Beauty is everything, right? But learn about clean beauty. Learn about non-parabens and, like, um, non-toxin products that you're putting on your face from, you know, your lipstick to foundation. And so we connect with women of color, essentially. That's usually our focus. We Mm -hmm. have to focus on women of color that make their own clean beauty products. Like Mm -hmm. Range Beauty uh, is one that we are conducting with now. Laws of Nature is another one we use, um, Mm -hmm. where they show us how they've made their products and how, you know, you know everything you're putting on your face is good for you. Mm -hmm. And we also have, um, we partner with hair hair brands as well, like Thank God It's Natural, um, where Mm -hmm. they also are fully focused on, you know, uh, non-paraben, paraben free excuse me um products for their for their hair and mm-hmm. then we go into purposely eat eat where we show you literally do demonstrations in front of you to show you how to eat clean and like not use your whole budget for whole food you know um i think there's just a lot of negative thoughts if you will around uh I, healthy food's expensive right but healthy is the new skinny um, and if you really invest in yourself and look at it that way and meal prep and eat more at home, you know, it can just change everything for your digestive system. So we just basically take the problems of society that affect millennial women and break it down in chewable uh, bites that they can realistically apply to their life. Nice. I love that. I just love that it overall encompasses, like, how um... – Health and wellness is connected to your overall, like, well-being. So it's not just, oh, you know, you know, you know, you have you have where you can help the women who are going through it, but also you're working on prevention as well and preventative exactly. methods. So, like, that's really great to have because um, some people, they don't know, and it's too late, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and I know I'm all about intervention, I mean, inter- um, prevention versus intervention. Um, and it's a lot of things that we don't realize that we have and do now that um, affect us, you know. Um, exactly. Yeah. So, all right. Awesome. And what would you say um, was your eureka moment? So what made you want to start this organization? What was that one moment that triggered it? The one moment that triggered it was when I found um, a lump in my my doctor my doctor found a lump in my breast, and um, even though we went through a mammogram, ultrasound, biopsy, and found out it was non-cancerous, it still was causing me a lot of pain. Mm-hmm. And while I was going through the decision to decide uh, to figure out what I want to do about this lump, and finding mm-hmm. out my mom's sister had triple negative breast cancer, and mm-hmm. realizing it is in my family, 
it immediately, you know, was my eureka moment to realize this is serious, that young women are going through breast health scares, and mm. there's not much talk about it. It's like either it's breast cancer or nothing. And there's that gray middle where you still need to know how to feel for a woman. You still need to know the questions to ask and how to go about it. Mm-hmm. And I felt there was nothing there for me to even hold on to to understand what that journey looked like. So mm-hmm. I created the solution that I didn't have for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when I started to, you know, start to slowly try to bridge the gap for my own personal journey, um, which mm-hmm. in turn, you know, grew like fire. Nice. I love that because you use, like, something, like, passionate because I, that is something that's lacking. It, it really is. And it's just this misconception that it's, like, you know, people get diseases once they get old or something. Or, exactly. you know, like, or you can start being healthy later on. And so it's not exactly. like you think it's a progression or sometimes it just may be there when you are young. This is a great movement that you're doing. Um, Thank you. Yeah, and I just want to know, like, what um, were some of your um, challenges that you faced when um, launching this? Oh, great question. So some challenges, I think, had to do with, you know, having to take the grassroots approach or the seed funding approach. Mm -hmm. So having to use my own personal finances, I used my own money for the first two years heavily just to kind of get us off the ground. Mm-hmm. And then you know the grassroots, like just trying to get my, per, you know my, my sphere of influence invested. Nice, nice. Yeah. So, Emory, tell us what are your three tips? One in life, one in business or running a nonprofit, and one in particular as far as like self care when it comes to mm-hmm. our breast health or even just general health as well, whatever tip you may have in that. Okay, so I'll say my first, my life lesson would be um really try to reset and re engage and connect every single day. I mm. think we are so goal focused, um uh that our priorities, you know, and priority focused that sometimes we don't even realize that we are completely running off of, you know, just the little that we have inside of us. And it's kind of crazy, but if you just take a moment, no matter what's going on in your life, from personal to professional, family, et cetera, and you uh, make a conscious effort to, like, reset and re-energize every day, whether it be, you know, just doing, you know, a one-minute breathing exercise or, like, planning out your thoughts, you can just stay kind of focused. I think whatever you're trying to achieve in your life, you'll have more fruition and and be able to take it in more. So when it comes to, um, you know, a tip for running a business, I think it's really assessing yourself and knowing your skills. It's really easy to know, like, oh, these are my flaws and these are my strengths. But, like, really honing in on, like, what your human skills are, your conceptual skills are, and your technical skills are, and then, like, charging yourself to refine yourself, you know, every single quarter with that. Because you want to constantly become a better leader um, at the inner work that you're doing within yourself to, you know, to put yourself and expose yourself to those resources um, because it's the betterment of the organization, your business, and the people that you impact but it's up to you to, like, want to 
to get that feedback. You know, it's, I think it's easier to like, as always, you know, we always can like send, oh, my manager needs to work on X, you know, or if they did it this way, they would get, produce these results. But when it looks at yourself and you literally are like doing the self work from a leadership point of view, um, and seeking that information out, I think it's huge because I think especially with small businesses um, and maybe small nonprofits as well, you know, just so focused on output, just so focused on like getting the product out, getting the information out, getting the service out, that you align that to success, you know. But if you stop and look at, well, what am I doing and how have I grown and gained better skills um, since quarter one, you know, that's those are the ones that you should really celebrate because you know you had to put in the work to to create you know to build those tools. So that's right. what I would tell people. If you can if you can get that now, um, I just think it will sustain you in your harder seasons. Mm, and right. then and then when it comes to the tip about breast health or woman's health in general, you know, it, it my tip would be. Just make realistic, small changes to start off. No one's asking you to, like, you know, throw all away your junk food, you know, start going to the gym five times a week and, like, make 16 doctor's appointments tomorrow and, like, become super anal about everything. That's not – you've got to make – this is a lifestyle change. You think about your health as if you are X amount years old right now. Um, when I'm in my 60s and my 70s, what do I want that version of me to thank me for today? And if you think of it that way, it will really put life into perspective of I would want them to, I want the six-year-old version of myself to be like, thank you for making better choices, sleeping in more, to, you know, reducing your stress, you know, working out a few times a week. So my heart now is really strong, um, you know, saying no more, uh, whatever the case may be. Um, all of that is self-care. Um, thank you for not self-sabotaging yourself in so many areas from maybe procrastination to, you know, overwhelming yourself with, you know, other people's expectations um, that I'm not able to fully be at the, high, the higher frequency of who I am now at this X amount of older age. And so I think if we just kind of break it down to think about, I'm doing this for the optimal level of who I want to be, the truer self of my of who I want to be now. Um, it helps you realize it is a process, and that's why it's so important that we're present now versus, oh, I'll worry about that when it comes or in the future. So I feel like all those um, tips, like, actually connect with literally, like, knowing who you are, knowing your capabilities, um, knowing your strengths, knowing what builds you up, knowing when you need to stop, it's like that has been the constant, I would say, process. Um, but it's also not really, you know, just for COVID, what we're going through right now, it's for, for life, you know. So um, those are really, really great tips. Um, and I hope everyone spoke notes um, for those. Um, and also, i like to know, what is your inspiration? Hmm. I think my inspiration is knowing everything that I need comes from God. Like there's nothing that I need um, from gratitude to encouragement to whatever I need to surrender. Um, nothing no human can give me. It really does come from God. And that 
inspires me because it lets me know that what he has for me is so much bigger than I could ever imagine. I think that's why when you're really tunnel focused on like a goal or to focus on like an expectancy in an area of your life that you're waiting on, you can kind of miss like all the little small miracles that have been continuously happening around you for you and through you. And so mm-hmm. if I'm inspired by the greatness of who he is in my life and the ministry that I'm walking, you know, because of what he's placed inside of me um, to, to be a light to others and to serve him and give him all the glory. Um, it, it gives me such comfort because I know that no matter what, I'm, I'm in alignment with what he needs me to do. I love that. I love that. That's like definitely ties into just the gratitude, you know? Yeah. Um, and just honestly seeing, like, what's going on around you is always, like, what's for you. It may not, you know, you may not see it. or there's And there's really not, quote, unquote, a destination. It's literally, like, you know, your life. Like, it's, like, how, how you mm-hmm. see it. It's a journey. Yeah, it's a journey. We can't predict everything. We just literally have to live our life. So, yeah, that's really amazing. Um, and also... I um, basically, what you do represents what being a rare maven is. So um, it's all about, you know, having our own, but also creating and supporting um, other communities um, as well and giving back, essentially. Um, So I like to know, like, what do you feel, with saying that, I like to know, what do you feel is, like, your, I would say, five-year vision of, like, how your brand will, like, transform for the better? So I think in five years, I would want us to expand um, outside of Atlanta on a consistent, like, basis to other local communities. Um, At that point, realistically, maybe it would only be, like, you know, one more. Um, But we'll have an infrastructure in place where we're able to, like, weekly – produce whatever we need for, you know, young black women in need um, because we have the resources and the tools um, and the capacity to uh, get it done, you know, Um, and I think, or, you know, honestly, I'd just be happy if Atlanta, because there's such a need in Atlanta, if we were able just in five years to like have like own our own commercial real estate property here and, you know, actually like have a place where people could come. Where we, you know, we have, you know, again, weekly events to just build our sisterhood and build our community um, on both ends. When it comes to, as you know, you guys know, the duality of like preventative measures and being purposely pink um, with, you know, eating clean and uh, understanding how to optimal health. And on the other side, where one woman who are newly diagnosed and are, you know, thriving through their breast cancer disease can come and have fellowship and, um, just have the outlet that they need to just kind of get through that time. Yeah, that would be amazing. Um, definitely. All right, awesome. And um, this is my second last question. What would you say would be like your number one, um, either like a resource or a tip for millennial black women when it comes to um, breast cancer? Um. I guess my tip would be don't eliminate or don't exclude yourself or, you know, your family or close friends off of the strength of not 
having any cancer in her family. She, mm-hmm. you know, the the woman who looks like you, maybe has a similar career, maybe even a similar body physique, maybe you work out, maybe you kid, maybe you don't, maybe you're married, maybe you don't, but you're just, you know, feel like you're living relatively a, a pretty healthy life. Um, that's the same woman that could get a call that she, you know, has been diagnosed with breast cancer. So mm-hmm. don't uh, put yourself in this box of, I'm not, I, I would never, you know, be able to get something like that. And also understand that the percentage of uh, surviving breast cancer is actually in the 90s. So nice. it's not necessarily about um, it being a mortality sentence. I think mm-hmm. it's more about if you can eliminate fear. I guess my my biggest lesson will be to eliminate fear, you need to exchange that with knowledge. So mm. Seek out the information to know about self-breast exams. Seek out the information to know about, you know, your family history and, you know, just genetically, you know, what is your makeup of yeah. how people pass in the family. The holidays are coming up. You know, um, seek out to know, like, the carcinogens um, and the, the toxins that can be in the, the food that you eat, the, you know, the the beauty ingredients that you're using. Uh, be conscious. Be conscious and be aware and be alert and be intentional about wanting that for yourself all the while for the main focus of I just want better health um, because we can't just do this in October. You know, we really can't. We have to make this a lifestyle, and I think if we can eliminate the fear and, again, exchange it for knowledge, it will build that muscle of faith when it comes to just, I know I'm doing the best I can, and whatever comes away, I know, like, I'm preparing myself to just, you know, be in the best shape and happy that I can be in. And um, I think that would just give more people comfort um, because being naive and or purposely, you know, avoiding uh, topics about terminal, you know, uh, diseases um, can put you at a more detriment than it can hurt and help you. Mm, great. I would love that. That was, really, that was a great, great point. My last question to you is um, I have what I call a ride, sharing a grind song. So it's like a song that gets me going every day if I'm not, like, in the mood, you know, or that song that you said, like, to get you either relaxed or recentered. Um, my song, song is Diva by Beyonce as far as, like, getting mm. me going. So I like to know what your Rise, Shine, and Grind song is. Oh, this is super corny, but I want to dance with somebody by Whitney Houston. Oh, that's one. <laughs> It puts me in the best mood. I don't know what it is. Oh, my gosh. I literally have to, like, frolic and, like, start spinning around and things on the top of my lungs. But, like, no matter what's going on, no matter what time, I, like, totally – you know when your song plays and, like, you're kind of singing along but, like, distracted? When that song goes on, like, I have to listen yeah. to the entire thing in full, like, motion. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I love that one, too. It just gets you. It just turns your life. It makes you feel like you're in an alternate universe. <laughs> Of like fun, no cares, no worries. Like I love that song. Well, all right. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Emery. This was a great, great interview. Um, I'm so thankful for all your 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 messaging, like all you're doing with Painted Pink, and I feel like this is like again a time for us to spread more awareness, um, to be more intentional about our health, well-being, um, wellness, mental, physical, spiritual, um. 
So I'm so glad that um, we could definitely have this interview at this point in time. And I like you to let listeners know how they can best reach you to learn yeah, more about so, what you do or have resources too. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. This is awesome. Anytime I can be in a space where I can share, you know, what I'm doing, what's important to me, how, you know, how I'm trying to just shape, you know, another person's life in some capacity. Um, mm-hmm. It just it really touches me because you never know who could be listening to this that may want to know more or be inspired more for themselves. So that yes. makes me happy. So our Instagram is at painted pink, P-A-I-N-T-E-D-P-I-N-K, the number four BC. Um, uh, my personal one is at Anne Marie, no E, so A-N-N-M-A-R-I-E dot Swatson, S-W-A-T-S-O-N. Um, yeah, please follow either one of us on there. Um, and then our Facebook for Painted Pink is Painted Pink and then spelled out S-O-R for breast cancer. And those are two platforms that we use um, daily. So Beautiful. would love to connect. Oh, our website's www.paintedpink.org, which we just revamped. Nice. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you, Emery. You're so welcome. You're so welcome. And thank you again for this opportunity. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. I hope you learned a great deal from Anne-Marie. To keep up with the podcast, please follow us at Rare Maven Media. And also, please like, share, and subscribe. For now, I want you to ask yourself, how will you leave a legacy for the culture?